Alright guys, I have two things for you. One of them is news, and the other one is Viking music. They go hand in hand, and uh, the news actually isn't the best news. I know a lot of you already saw it on Instagram, but I just want to make a formal announcement. And that announcement is that Brie is no longer a part of Horse Soup. Um, there are no hard feelings with us whatsoever. We're still best friends, just so everyone knows. Um, I'm not saying that she won't ever be on the show again, but she doesn't really have the time for it anymore. It's something that we kind of knew was coming a little bit for a while, but we tried to push it off and we tried to keep it going. But really what it comes down to is that she doesn't have the time for the show right now, but, you know, she had a really good time on it, really good run, and it, it's not the last time you guys are going to hear from her. But for now, the show is going to change a lot. Um, it is going to be just me now. Not exactly just me. I'm always, I'm pretty much always going to have a guest on the show because I don't really like talking alone. It gets kind of boring to, to me. I mean, maybe I'll do it sometimes, but I'm always going to have a guest. I'm going to try to do like rotating guests. And I think you guys are going to be really happy with some of the guests I have. I already have a few lined up, and I think they're going to be really fun. Um, for now, the true crime episodes might stop for like a couple weeks or something like that while I get everything under control, or maybe there'll be an episode next week. I'm not really sure yet, but the movie episodes are still going to be consistent. Um, I have some Patreon movies rolling out. There's going to be a record coming out next week, and then, um, Would You Rather with a very, very special guest that I think you guys are going to fucking love. So, you know, some bad news and good, some good news, um... Just, you know, if you guys want to, like, talk to Brie or something, she's still on Instagram and all that, and I'm pretty sure she'll talk to you unless she's busy. I don't, I don't fucking know. But, you know, she's been messaging uh, some people on Instagram, and we've been, like, telling you what's up and whatnot. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what's going on right now. So, uh, this episode is part two of Lester Eubanks, and obviously the first one was with Brie, but this one was not. Um, I'm finishing this case off with our buddy James. Really good buddy James from Night Shift Video, so... Thank you and enjoy the episode. And if you guys are still here, you know, after that announcement, thanks for listening. And I hope you guys keep listening because the show is not over anytime soon. I would like to thank our Patreon, Jonah. Jonah, you're a real shitbag. I don't know why you gave us money because it's going to absolutely nothing. Thanks a lot, bud. baby back with james part two of lester eubanks good old less <laughs> is that what we're calling them this episode good old less good old less bat bad old less bat bad old less R- running bad away bad less. L- bad less <laughs> not a good guy um this is going to be slightly different for you know a case with a part two being that there's a completely different co-host for each episode mm. <laughs> but uh you know We're going to do a little bit of a fast recap in the beginning just because uh, James wasn't here and there's kind of like a weak gap in between this one and the other one. But, you know, I think it'll be fun. Perfect. Oh, yeah. We left off last episode with the discovery of Lester Eubanks' biological child after discussing the murder of Mary Ellen Diener, Lester's arrest, and his escape. So one of the first tips received after his escape was that Lester went to Michigan and then straight to California after being picked up. He ended up at his uncle's ex-wife's house, Beverly K. Banks, and he was using the name Victor Young. And he was working at a waterbed slash mattress factory. So uh, that that's yes. oh, I I know that was a thing at a time. <laughs> I know that was a thing. But... Oh man, nah, dude. My parents had a waterbed. 
when I was like very young. Like it definitely was a thing. It's I don't know why is it's terrible. It's not safe. It's not good for your health. They it's leak. Terrible for your for your posture. They leak. If you have it's carpet, fucking, it's gonna smell. If you have wood floor, yeah, it's, it's bad for rot. your ins. It's bad for your insurance. Like <laughs> a lot of apartment complexes wouldn't let you have them because it would fuck shit up. Like man, the eighties. I've never been on a waterbed. Do they at least feel? No, 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 they're bad. They're bad. I remember one specific time I got uh, extremely severely sunburned. Uh, For anyone who is listening that has never seen me, I am like the most Irish pale (laughs) motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. And uh, I got really, really bad sunburn one time and like just like was was it was like so bad all over my back that I just like was basically bedridden, like just laying in bed for like two weeks and it was on my parents' fucking waterbed. It just made everything worse. Give, give us some details. How, how how is it worse? <laughs> oh my god! Just like because it's it does this like fucking. I mean, you, you imagine like the in like uh, heavyweights or some shit like camping movies where they have the big thing with like the blob and like you jump on that and like catapults kids off into the water. It's that, but you're just laying on it all the time and like it wraps you up, which like sounds good in theory to be like. In a bean burrito blanket kind of kind of jam like that sounds like it'd be awesome, but it's not. That sounds very sweaty. Because then you can't escape. It's so sweaty. <laughs> you can't get out. You're being touched on all sides at all times, and I don't know. I I can't hang. I when I sleep, it's like make it as dark and cold as possible, and please don't touch me. Nothing should touch me, and I don't want the dogs touching me. Nothing. I don't think I've ever heard you more passionate about a topic. <laughs> than than waterbeds, dude. Waterbeds are the worst. The only good thing I can think of with waterbeds is wasn't there a nightmare on Elm Street where like yes. Freddie was like inside a waterbed? Like that was bitching. Like that's wasn't the that only Johnny good Depp's thing skill? about waterbeds. I think it's Johnny Depp skill. I think you're right. I think it is. I could be wrong, yeah. but I, I feel like it is. I feel like we're right on this. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. So anyway, back to this. He only worked there for a year or two. Um, he never appeared in any group pictures or really any at all for that matter. And a coworker remembered him scribbling his signature on everything. And she was just like, okay, this guy's yeah. fucking weird. He's just like writing his name on stuff. Everything, like fucking clipboards yeah. and like folders and shit. It's like he just like was constantly writing his name down. Motherfucker. Also, just with as shitty of a person as we've already discovered that Battle Less is, like... Of course you work at a fucking waterbed store. Like you're the you're you the do. scum of the earth. <laughs> you waterbed dealer, you're do you're, you're well he's not a dealer, but you know what? He's he's creating <laughs> he's creating the devil's product. Of course, of course he is. Of course that's where you work. God damn it. And obviously, you know, you're not doing anything when you work at a fucking waterbed store because it's just fucking plastic and the people putting in the water themselves. You kidding me? He's not doing anything. So, nope. uh, he was writing his name any- everywhere because he's practicing his new name, Victor Young. And uh, he's been on the lamb, which, by the way, uh, why why is being on the lamb a phrase? I don't know. I literally don't know. I wanted to ask you if you knew, like, the meaning behind that or if there's, like, some kind of significance to the lamb. I wish I like, did. Specific I wish animal. I did. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess the only thing that I can think of is that, like, lambs very often are a uh, symbol of innocence. But, I mean, that doesn't matter if you were that... guilty of your crime, <laughs> you know? So, like, because he definitely was, and then he escaped. And I feel, I feel like most people who are, quote-unquote, on the lamb are definitely they're not innocent. Most of the time, they're guilty. 
why else are they running? <laughs> There's like a very like small number of instances where you are innocent and you are running for your life. <laughs> so yeah, so so I'm not, yeah. I don't know. I, I, that's a, that's a good question. We're we're gonna have to look that one up. Okay, well, cool. Well, he's been on the lam for 47 years now, and we're going to discuss what Lester seems to have been up to on his extended vacation, I'm going to call it, uh, of, <laughs> of of bullshit. And, uh, you know, this was this extended vacation that was ever so gracefully handed to him by the American criminal justice system <laughs> <laughs> on a silver platter. So it really was a lot. Of, I did say this last episode, but a lot of the information used for part two comes from "Have you seen this man?" And frankly, it's the reason being is because after his initial story, you can't find much information on the man. It's all from interviews that they've done because they had resources to go out and interview a lot of people and find a lot of information that, frankly, I am too dumb to find. Right. So they are. Uh, they're good. Uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. They're the experts. They're the experts. You want the experts? You go to. Have you seen this man? If you want Caleb and James, you come here. You you come here. You have a bad time, and then you're like, "All right, I want to hear more. Let me go to the to the one with more information." But you know what? If you want the summary, I got the summary. <laughs> so I, I do want to say though that they do get a little um, conspiracy theory e. In the episode, and I, I am I am quick to say, or maybe not quick to say because I did study into it a little bit, but I am quick to say for your listening ears that I I think some of it's complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I do. And I, I don't know. I even watched a couple interviews of some of the people who, who were on the podcast did like some interviews for like uh, ABC and stuff like that. Mm. And I watched a couple of those and like... I I hate I hate to say it because I guess it makes me sound shitty, but it's just the truth. Like after seeing some of these people in interviews, like I even more question like their bias and their motives kind of behind the whole thing. And they became like a less valid point of view after I kind of saw more of them like on the inside. I was like, oh, you'd clearly kind of have an agenda here. Yeah, and that's another reason why I did want to recap a lot of the stuff that they said because they do, they did, like I said, they have access to a lot of people that I think other people should maybe talk to that don't have an agenda or a certain bias, <laughs> like you said. And, you know, maybe they would right. get a little farther, but I feel like they, you're right. They were totally trying to push an agenda. They were trying to push some certain conspiracy theories, which I do think some are real. Like uh, the ones that we talked about, that me and Bree talked about in the last episode, I think those mm-hmm. are real. Like, I think there's definitely a conspiracy behind him getting out of jail. But I mean, he, it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy fucking scenario. Like, how yeah. the fuck? It's insane. But <laughs> after that, they kind of lost me. Like, they had information right, that I was right. very interested in. They had actual phone calls with these people. So you do get answers from actual people involved in this case that, that I think is very crucial. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they kind of lost me on yeah, their yeah. end. So I kind of want to get some of this out of the way first, like some of this conspiracy stuff, because I sure. don't like this part of the story at all. So <laughs> basically, Lester's uncle was a man named Daryl Banks, who was a locally famous Motown singer. Uh, Banks was his stage name. Eubanks was his real name. And that man was married to a woman named Kay Banks. And Daryl was unfortunately shot in an unrelated incident. And after that, Lester and Kay became close. They were kind of like corresponding through uh, prison letters and whatnot. And he ended up, after he got out, living with her for a long time. 
The show ended up on, uh, well, the case ended up on America's Most Wanted, and they received a tip from a woman who said that Lester was friends with her ex-husband, and she also confirmed that Lester was in fact living with Kay Banks, and that he was using the name Victor at the time, so some of this information kind of added up. Kay had a son named Daryl Banks Jr., and I am going to say also, there's a lot of names that are going to confuse the fuck out of you in this case, because there are people named Banks, like multiple different people named Banks involved in this case that have nothing to do with the Eubanks. Right. So, and there's also like seven Daryls. So, we're just going to move past all that. Just know that I'm talking about specific ones and you guys are going to have to do the math. I'll try to call him Daryl Banks Jr. as much as I can. Right. Daryl Banks Jr., um, that was Kay's son, and Lester seemed to take as a second son. This information was found by U.S. Marshal Craig McKleksky. McKleksky. That's it. You got it. (laughs) So, obviously, he assumed that Daryl may have had some kind of contact with. Other Daryl. Or Lester. All of the names. Daryl was around 50 years old. Daryl Jr., that is. Was around 50 years old when the Marshals began their search for him. And they found his house, and they were like, should we go inside? I don't know. I don't want to scare Lester off. And then they were like, let's look at it for a while. And then they were like, all right, let's go inside. All right, no one's here. He moved out a week earlier. So that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. The host on Have You Seen This Man said that he ended up going further and he got in contact with Daryl. Um, and he just kind of like found the dude on Facebook. He was just like, yeah, just like uh, went yeah. on Facebook and there was Daryl. Fucking crazy, right? <laughs> just a quick Google search away. Yeah, it makes you wonder uh, how hard the cops searched for him. And then it also makes you wonder <laughs> uh, how easy it is to find a lot of these people in a lot of cases. Because oh, everyone's yeah. on fucking Facebook now or Instagram or Twitter or something. You just look up a murderer and be like, oh, is well, I wonder oh, where man, this murderer even, is now. Here he is. Even even if they're not like actively using Facebook as like a social platform, they're totally using that back end to like sign into other shit. You know, who logs into everything anymore? You'd, yeah. you'd just click on that login with Facebook shit. Like it's so much easier. Even serial killers need to save that time. Exactly. There's so many like serial killers that like, you know, they like stalk their people and they like don't log into those social medias and they just look at them because you could just look at like unprivate fucking accounts. Like yeah. if you just go on a Google search, like it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can find fucking anyone. So fucking Daryl was in Vietnam designing like casinos or some shit. I don't I don't know how Daryl Jr. got to Vietnam <laughs> or how he started designing and like implementing casinos in Vietnam. I don't know why there's casinos in Vietnam. I have a lot of questions here. Uh, Vietnam, though, it's like it's, it's, it's like, there's a couple of those like Asian countries that like really bank on international tourism, like Thailand, Cambodia, where like most of the country is pretty impoverished. But like this one spot is bitching and we get all the fucking Europeans and Americans to come here and spend all their money. <laughs> Okay, so one question answered. Why is Daryl Jr. there, and why why was this blown over in the podcast? Just like, oh, yeah, we found him, Vietnam, moving on, next topic. B- BT Dubs designing casinos in <laughs> Vietnam. What? What? That's a job? Can I get that job? <laughs> that was like, there were a lot of blown over things in this podcast, but that was one that really stood out to me. I felt so offended. I was like, you can't just drop that bomb. And then just move on. I was like, I have more questions about this than his prison escape. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) This unrelated guy that's just in Vietnam now after being very close with Lester. Like, he was like a son to him, and now he's in Vietnam designing casinos. How do we Uh, know Lester isn't there with him? The fuck? That he probably was. That's the (laughs) bigger, that's more of the conspiracy theory shit, dude. That's why he's in Vietnam. They don't, they talk about conspiracies, but not the right ones. Getting out of here. (laughs) 
oh my god. I'm just so upset, dude. Like, I'm very upset by a lot of this story. Can we check the uh, immigration records? Is a Victor Young <laughs> got a got a, a visa to Vietnam? Anybody know? You got a Uncle Pete over there. His first name Uncle, last name Pete, because that's another thing that was blown the <laughs> fuck over. But we'll get to that. So he asked Daryl Jr. about his father, and Daryl's like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, a dude showed up at my house when I was 13 years old. Uh, didn't know who he was for two weeks. Didn't care. And then a few weeks after, my mom was like, "Oh yeah, this guy. He's Lester Eubanks. He's your uh, uncle or something. And uh, he murdered and almost raped a little girl and escaped from prison. But he's pretty cool." And he was just like, "All right, cool, bro. God damn it. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's fine, dude. I don't like. I don't know, man. Like what?" That makes me think, like, who, what? Who else is this thirteen-year-old's mother harbored that you were just like, okay, oh, yeah, that's fuck. cool. <laughs> like, ju- and just like, who are these people that like, like, I don't know. Like, I have family members that have done some shitty shit and like done time, but like, they didn't do anything that shitty, and I still would turn them in if they escaped. Like, yeah. <laughs> My brother, my brother is in jail right now, and if like he showed up at my doors, I'm like, homie, like no, like you can't be here. <laughs> <laughs> like this is this is my home. Your home is that penitentiary. That you need to go back to. Like fuck, man. Like who are these people? If you come here and I get caught, my home is now your home, and I don't want that to Seriously. be my home. But these people, they're all fine with it. They're all fine with it. And they did way more fucked up shit than anybody that I know. So, like, what the fuck? There's, there's a, there's a very, very strong issue here that no one is addressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not funny, it's but it's so funny. So it's fucking crazy. He said that Lester was around for a while, and then he was like, "Yeah, one day I went to school, and I was like, bye, Lester." And then he was like, "All right, came home. Lester was gone. He was like, all right, that's cool too. You know, I knew that he murdered a girl, so I knew he'd be gone one day. It was just life." Like that's not that's not an average life. <laughs> nope, nope. I'd hope not. I'd I'd really hope not. Doesn't seem right. It it's not, but unfortunately, I guess that is some lives. And nearly every family member that decided to speak pretty much was like, they hesitantly said he's gone. But it kind of irks me when they would say that he's gone because they like were most of them weren't like yeah he's dead. They were like yeah he's gone. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Don't look for him. Uh, I don't know. Yep. He's He's gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just don't, don't, don't. He's gone. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, not. Don't, don't worry about it, sweetheart. He's gone. <laughs> not your issue. It's it's his <laughs> issue, guys. It's his issue. Just l- leave him alone. It's his own personal safe space. Just, yep. it's fucking weird, dude. They're very apprehensive, so very quick to tell everyone to fuck off, basically. They got a few oh, yeah. recordings of them showing up to their house, and I mean, like, at, uh, on their side, I mean, I guess if anyone showed up to my house in general, I'd probably tell them to fuck off, but also... <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, though, man, because even like people who are like maybe like second or third hand like acquaintances, they're still in on it. Yeah, because they do like the have you seen this man thing? And like they talk to that one guy like from the neighborhood and he's like, oh, you don't want to you don't want to be asking about that around here. Like, It's just like like, the fuck. What is going on? Why is everyone on his side? Like everybody's just totally cool with the shit that this guy did. Like, it's crazy. Is it? Is it weird to say that the Eubanks just have some weird secret society? They're just like, <laughs> they're giving everyone this, this, uh, lie juice, something, this cover man. juice or something. Like literally talk to random people in the neighborhood. Like, Oh brother, you don't want to be asking these questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Why do you care? 
Like, what dog do you have in this race? Like, what? And then a few people were even like, yeah, you don't want to ask about that because the Eubanks will will pretty much attack you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what do you mean? Are they mobsters? What is happening? Apparently, basically. It's fucking weird, dude. So they were able to get in contact from a, uh, with a few people, and one of these were his uh, one of his brothers named John. And John was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, Lester, he was an artist. He was a very skilled one. And this was actually confirmed because he was a skilled painter while he was in jail as well. Like, they had some records of him, like, taking pictures at, like, prisons, digest. I don't fucking know what they do at prison <laughs> when they art. I don't... I don't. <laughs> It made real good macaroni painting (laughs) drawing thing. And they little macrame pictures. And they showcased it to like other prisoners. (laughs) Less less offensive prisoners. I don't I don't fucking know. They had had an art show. It was awesome. It's weird. To guess creativity. So apparently Lester allegedly got in contact with uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yep. And this (laughs) is the most convol this is like when the when this show fucking Threw me in the deep end. I was like, "You have you have two options right now. You can either save me and tell me some crazy shit that's gonna make me think, oh my god, this is the most elaborate man in the world, or yep. you're gonna fucking lose me.' Right. Where do you think it went? <laughs> oh, it definitely <laughs> lost everyone. I think it's just how just, how does this even like relate? How does this tie in? I, I still don't really understand it. Uh, just whatever, whatever. It's all the all the funk bands of the seventies apparently are tied into the fucking Eubanks Mafia. This agenda was pushed so hard and is the most <laughs> ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Like, oh my god! If it is true, you know what? ABC, I I'm gonna give it to you. You know, you guys are geniuses. Well, fuck. But on the ninety nine point nine percent chance that you're fucking morons, yeah, I'm gonna give you the moron trophy for eating my ass. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> so apparently, he may have possibly painted one of their earlier uh, album covers. Right, I right, botched right. that delivery of earlier. Um representatives of the band denied these claims they pretty much called them and they were like yeah no that's dumb and then they're like well we didn't think it was dumb so we didn't stop the research into the possibilities but (laughs) they also never mention it again really they just start focusing on the fact that there was a painting that lester did at some point in life right and like i don't know like i'm trying to think of it from like these band members perspective of like this is this is a really important case to you, the reporter, because you're telling the story. But there are so many crazy shit things that happen in this country, this fucking world, even back whenever this happened. That like, like, do you think the band even would have recognized the name Lester? Like, okay, they'd yes, be like, the yes. fuck? I don't even know what that is. What are you talking about? Yes, because let's be realistic. <laughs> even if they did buy a painting from him or something, and they, they he hypothetically did, right? You, you know, his artwork is that album cover. They probably don't even fucking know that. They're yeah. probably they're probably just like, yeah, it was some dude I met. It was cool, and I was like, hey, can I use that for my album? I'll give you a couple right. hundred bucks, and he was like, cool. And that was right. it. That was the end of the conversation. 
Like, it's not like this fucking top secret, like, they knowingly bought from this convicted murderer. Like, like why would they do that in the first place? But, but not even that. Even like, if- they're in cahoots <laughs> with this murderer and they still have contact <laughs> with him. Are you fucking right, kidding right. me? Like, what the fuck? Like, they would, it, for them, it's just another dude. Like, who gives a shit? I don't think, I don't think these reporters know the concept of perspective. <laughs> I mean, because I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe because obviously I wasn't around. Maybe Earthwood and so Fire like, is part of the Eubanks Mafia. That's possible, but also maybe it was a big fucking deal. But like, I feel like this is something that I've literally never heard of until the last few years. I'd heard it on a on another podcast that just did like a one off episode about him. Uh, around yeah, the there's time only a couple that, podcasts that have even covered yeah. this guy in general, which is very strange. Yeah, so it's not like this guy is like you know fucking Charles Manson or something. Like, no, he just hit the it, FBI's most wanted after being gone for like forty years, like two years right. ago. Right. It's like and that's the thing about kind of the angle that the the people the reporters kind of telling the story take. I'm like, I just I feel like you're giving this brother way too much credit. Like- yes, yes, because they're ta- <laughs> they're hyping this guy up like he is some insane like guy that had like has all these ideas and he has all this capability to just outsmart the police for all this time. But in reality, he was just like, right. yeah, I thought of this name in two minutes and uh, police haven't really bugged <laughs> me for the last 27 years because they didn't even put a warrant out for my arrest. So I've kind of just been right. hanging out and no one knows who I am and I'm fine. Like 10 yeah. people back at home know who I am. I'm not there. <laughs> so I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. This is low profile turned high profile. Like it should exactly. be high profile. That's I'm not saying that like this 100%. should be a low profile case whatsoever. I think this should have got attention immediately, but I think personally that this case is so far gone that they're not going to get anything out of it and all the agendas that they're no. pushing is just for publicity. It's just for like, hey, we're going to say this guy is on the 15 most wanted. I feel like even putting him on the 15 most wanted in general, now I'm getting into conspiracies that uh-huh. that might have been a push just for some kind of fucking money or publicity because why would they care Dude, about maybe, this guy this long maybe this long and like if nothing else like i mean from his point of view it seems like he's just a guy who was weaselly enough to to find a hole in the system and he exploited it and then it yeah. seems like he's just been smart enough to lay low since and not it's that not it's that, like that hard this... to do if you're exactly if you have the slightest bit of logic you can do that <laughs> And like he's it's he's not this like international master of disguise like doing all this shit and pulling these strings like no he's just street smart enough to fucking lay low. You want to hear another thing too? They you know another part to that is that they were saying things like oh you know he was out like doing innovative things like selling art and blah blah blah. It's like no he wasn't out doing innovative <laughs> things selling art and blah blah. He was probably homeless and it was just like he didn't come up on the radar because oh, yeah. he's a fucking homeless guy on the street. Oh. Absolutely. Absolutely. How often do you look at do do fucking authorities look at homeless guys on the street and think like, oh, this guy might be a wanted fugitive or a murderer? They probably just look at them and they're like, hey, you drunk asshole, go over there. Exactly. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Like everything in this case, like I, I like I said, they have a lot of good information. They just use it fucking terribly. Right. Everything is just hyped up to be some big fucking every single tiny thing in this case is a big deal. And it's like when you look at it from an outside point of view, it's like. No, yeah, I probably did that last week. It's just the fact that he's running from the cops that you're making this a big deal. (laughs) So I'm going to go ahead and say um, conspiracy theory debunked. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. That that whole Earth, Wind, and Fire thing was literally just thrown to be like, Earth, Wind, and Fire! <laughs> okay, moving on. Next point. <laughs> so, in a discussion with a close friend of the Banks family um, named James Banks, who is unrelated, it came out that he had a painting that might have been, that been uh, painted by Lester. And if it was, you know, obviously they would be able to get some DNA from the painting, which could possibly lead to Lester's whereabouts, or at least, you know, some kind of clues. Yep. The police obtained the painting from James, and it contained the artist's name, D. Hale, which obviously has nothing to do with Lester, but they're like, you know, let's keep going. <laughs> Doesn't lead to many places. The authorities headed to a, a Pennsylvania prison to speak to the man who allegedly painted the piece of art taken from James Banks' house. It turned out that there was a Daniel Hale in prison, and he was Mose Eubanks' caretaker before his passing. Unfortunately, the painting led nowhere, because it would have no direct link to Lester. The officer spoke to Daniel Hale, and since he was close with uh, Lester's father, he was like, yeah, maybe he has something. No, he had nothing. Surprisingly, so surprisingly, it didn't end there. So they had surprising. to keep going. The investigators of the podcast reached out to Daniel themselves, and he answered after like three months of them probably being like, hey, please <laughs> give us something that we can extort. <laughs> give us something else to chase that leads nowhere. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, so I've been close to Moe's for years. Uh, you already know that, though. Um, yeah, Moe's owned paintings. Yeah, you knew that. Um, <laughs> Daniel also said that <laughs> Mose was supporting Lester financially at times, so they didn't know that. And uh, he then let them know that Lester attended uh, Eubank's family reunion, which confirmed that Mose was definitely in contact with uh, Lester. I wrote Mose was right. definitely in contact with Mose, and that does not... <laughs> I, I'm sure he was. So when asked if he thinks that Lester is still out there, he's like, yeah, yeah, he's probably out there. And he's like, would any of Lester's family ever turn him in? He's like, no. Well, well yeah, yeah, for $100,000, yeah, probably. Yeah. And he's like, wait, wait, for $100,000, I can probably bring him in. <laughs> 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 like, and then that's another thing they blow the fuck over. Yep, yep, that happens so quick. It's like, wait a minute. Anybody just want to, like, fake offer him that money and see what happens? Like, I don't know. Yeah, anyone want to stop Can for a second? Make and make maybe... that a sting, sting operation, right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, maybe do that or maybe make this be the thing that you look into more because everything else you've been like, there's a painting? We're looking into it. Oh, you can find him for $100,000? I, I, I'm busy that day. Cool story, bro. <laughs> Let's move on. You've <laughs> That's just, it's so fucking aggravating, man. Is so fucking aggravating. So, Lester's father was Reverend Mose Eubanks, as we said earlier, and he was suspected to have helped Lester in his escape. He was the leader of the Lifeline program, which was a program that took prisoners out for, like, religious activity. Pretty much he was, like, he would go there on Sundays, and he'd take people out of prison, and he'd take them to church, and then, like, buy them a, like, lobster dinner, and then he'd be like, all right, here's prison again. There you go. I don't know what the criteria was for that. <laughs> uh I'm I'm sure there was a lot, but um I would I'm imagine sure wasn't. God damn it. Uh <laughs> I was gonna say I would imagine that someone like Lester would not qualify, but then again, he qualified for the fucking field trip to the mall, so he qualified <laughs> the for the knows? kitty shopping fun time experience for uh murderers. <laughs> the best prison Good program God. in the ever. Motherfuck. Let's have a moment of silence. <laughs> For all of the terrible fucking ideas. Just 
bad decision making. Just bad decisions. Why are you doing this? So <clears throat> this program pretty much could have given him uh the the do how and the know how to sure get in contact with wardens and uh prison officials and other people All that kinds could of be shit. like yeah hey uh this Eubanks guy he's a good guy let's let's let him let him have some kitty fun time yep and it also seemed that after Lester got out he was in contact with his father he would call and they thought that me he had uh even seen him a few times, like in person, after his escape. Mm-hmm. When his mother died in the early 2000s, they heard rumors that Lester would return to town to attend the funeral, uh, dressed as a woman, I might add. Mm. This is another thing that I want to know where they got this information, because they blow over <laughs> the most ridiculous stuff. Earth, wind, and fire. Uh, painting, well, fuck, man. Fucking... Like, maybe he's just living as a woman somewhere right now, and that's why nobody can fucking find him, because we're not turning over that rock. And you know what? That's a good point, too. I wouldn't put it past if he is this elaborate Shit. fucking genius. Why wouldn't he just put a wig on and do some shameless, like, fucking Mickey shit? Hell yeah, dude. That sounded a little off. I mean, the shameless television show and the character Mickey. <laughs> that probably does a little more for the listeners and for you, because you don't understand it either, probably. That was a... I'm bad with throwing out things. I'll just throw out a name that <laughs> I think people will understand. They, they, they don't. Uh, you know, more people might understand than I do. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but it's fine. So I've said this story before, but I think you would appreciate this. Um, I was telling one of my best friends, Allie, about um, the time that Eric was on stage and then he wanted a stage dive. And he went into the crowd and uh, his, the crowd started, like his fans started like pulling his pants down and like sticking their hands in his mouth and sticking hot dogs up his oh, ass yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. And then she was like, wait, what the fuck does that? Ha- wait, what? That's assault. Like, what, what, what are you talking talking about and then i was like what well yeah well the, his fans are fucking crazy she's like whose fans what are you talking about i was like eric andre she was like you can't just say eric and just <laughs> and you drop that and expect me to understand that <laughs> i guess the oh you know eric i guess the, i guess the andre puts it in a different context <laughs> still harassment I, I i might add but oh definitely at, rape fucked actually, up shit that's hot dog rape Absolutely. But uh yeah, I context is not my forte. <laughs> so, uh helicopters were there, officers, not officer helicopters, but it didn't seem like he showed up dressed as a woman Eubanks. In right. 2012, Mose Eubanks died, which kind of led the investigation to shit as if it wasn't already shit, and they eventually mm. received more tips that uh tips and hints actually that Lester was in contact with his extended family, which is large and is a mafia. And some were subpoenaed, and they were even questioned by interviewers from ABC. But many, including Lester's sister, I might add, just declined to speak. They were like, yeah, no, he's good. He's hanging out. He's having a fun time. Yep. He's, uh, he's gone. Don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. He's gone. I thought there was more to that. He was just like, he's gone. Nope, he's, <laughs> he's gone. So Lester Eubanks may have switched his name somewhere before his father died, and he may have even attended his father's funeral under the name Uncle Pete, or Pete Eubanks. (laughs) It's a very... This guy's making very good names. Uncle Pete. So the last episode ended with me telling you guys that Lester's biological son was found, and in 1964, Mm -hmm. Lester raped a girl behind a church. This man who spoke out is the offspring of this incident. His identity is hidden 
because and also this is a really this is another story arc that I'm going to yell about for five minutes. But before that, his identity is hidden because he claims that the Eubanks family might cause problems if they knew that he spoke out. And apparently his family has some contact with the Eubanks and they floated the idea of the son actually meeting Lester one day. Oh my God. And this is where I go into a rant because why would you be in contact with the family, just like close contact with the family that raped one of your family members? Like, oh yeah, you're going to you're gonna meet the guy that raped my daughter one day. It's going to be a oh good bonding experience. I don't know. They have to I be a mafia, know. right? They have to be some kind what of What the fuck? Gang. Who, God, who are these people? Like, even, like, it seems like the Eubanks, if all of this is to be believed, I feel like have even more influence than a mafia family. Like, it's a whole yeah. nother level. It's like a fucking cult. Like, what the say hell? That. This is like a massive cult. It's crazy. Crazy. Why else? They had to have like allowed that incident, that incident or something, right? And it was behind a church, and a bunch of the Eubanks are affiliated with the church, right? Like I don't know. This just sounds too weird. Like yeah, we're gonna just we're just hanging out with the guy that raped our family member. Like I I have right. trouble believing that you didn't have something to do with that at that point. Yeah, I think that that is a fair assumption. Because like, why the fuck? And at this point, all these signs. We see these in pretty much every cult. Yes. Yes. There is, I just, the amount of influence that they seem to have over the lives of other people is astonishing. It's astonishing. It's disturbing. It's disgusting. Like, in almost unbelievable. That's why I'm like, I don't even know if I can believe any of this shit because, like, it's that crazy. I was just going to say, it's like you said, it's like, if this is all to be believed. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. This is, this just blows my fucking mind. Like, I just, I wish they went into some of the more legible conspiracies because there's definitely something going on here if this is all true. Right. So, some old evidence had been reexamined, but unfortunately, it was uh, old as dirt and it was tucked away at a time when evidence handling was uh, pure dog shit. So... No signs of DNA, uh, but they did yeah. say that they could possibly find out where Lester is through a DNA link, and that's where mm-hmm. Lester's son comes into place because, you know, authorities are not permitted to use information from Ancestry.com and other similar websites to aid investigations. So they were like, okay, let's test this Yet. Son. Yet. You know that's coming someday, right? Like, it it's amazing oh, it that it's not be. yet. It's amazing that it's not a thing yet. Like, it's got to be coming. It should already be a thing 100% because we have this database to just like what what else is it going to harm like they're like oh we people people give the it. shit like, freely like oh you're related to someone like oh god <laughs> and i'm sure i'm going to get some fucking some fucking activist that's going to message me about that like well actually there's more to this i don't fucking shut the fuck up shut up <laughs> don't stop stop typing right now because i'm telling you right now i won't respond <laughs> yeah it, it should really be a thing so, yep. So they can't use it. They can't use anything from ancestry.com, 23andme uh in the case any of any similar site. A, a, yeah, or in the case of like a criminal investigation, which is bullshit. But the son of Lester, the alleged son of Lester, agreed to be tested and they confirmed that yeah, he is his son. So that confirms even more That's, that what the fuck is going on since all this yeah. story of the rape and you meeting your rape father is true that's weird fucking crazy dude so since they can't use the dna evidence in the way that's needed it seems that the case hasn't progressed past the 
you know, attention that it's received through, due to this ABC podcast. They pretty much just right. dropped this podcast. There was like one update on uh, November because the podcast, the last episode aired on November 20th of 2019. And then there's an article like the most the, I'm pretty sure the most uh, recent article after that is November 28th, 2019. Like there's a few other ones, but they really like there's some from 2020, but they have no new information whatsoever. Yeah. The one from November 28th had like some information it seemed like it was linked to the ABC article. I'm pretty I'm like 99% sure it was, but I can't remember off the top of my head right now. And mm-hmm. but it definitely had information due to it if it wasn't linked to it directly. And uh they pretty much just like said the same thing. They reiterated it. They were like, "Yeah, well, you know, he's a son, but uh we can't do anything and uh you know, hopefully we can do something at some point." And nothing's progressed right. since, you know, it's what? It's May now, about to be June. P- podcast completed 7 months ago. Yep. And, you know, if they were going to find something from that DNA and, like, you know, try to get something, I feel like it would have probably happened by now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think he's still alive? Not really. I, think, I don't um, I think that he might be because we do know that he was at least alive in 2012. So, I mean, right. honestly, if he was moving around, he was still just like, you know, conscious of you know i still can't get caught and he doesn't have like dementia or some shit like that at this point then (laughs) you know maybe he is still alive maybe he is because and you know what they did these interviews and you know these interviews within the past like two years ish i want to say two three years max and all these people are still talking like he's gone stop looking for him which makes me think yeah maybe he is still alive yeah probably just being an old fuck somewhere i mean he's probably not doing anything at this point but i mean right He's either dead or dying. Yeah. Well, I mean, even if he's being an old fuck somewhere, like, even if he doesn't have, like, the strength to, like, assault people anymore, he's probably still fucking being an asshat. Yeah, so. he's still just being a dick or something. I feel like once I feel like once once that's in you for this long, like, it's probably not going away. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm You're very probably still harassing women left and right. I feel like he had to have gone to jail a few times because he didn't have a warrant out for his arrest in like 20 years. And this guy, like, he had a history of just attacking women. And I'm sure right. that never stopped. Even that chick, Kay Banks, was like, yeah, when he moved out, it's because he was starting to get like fucking controlling with me and like weird with me and whatnot. So right. I'm sure he either went to jail or just slightly avoided it due to this cult. Yeah. It's a fucking cult, man. Maybe the only like legit like conspiracy theory, like. Cult bigger than you could imagine fucking Illuminati level shit is the fucking Eubanks. <laughs> yeah. What if there's like other stuff to this? It's either I, I'm 100% like my, okay, my assessment from this, my answer. <laughs> he is either old or dead. And if he's not, he is either <laughs> in a giant cult or just an <laughs> average man. Dude, and that is, yes, dude. that is the most general thing I could say about this. But uh, I I don't have an answer. I think this is fucking stupid. I think this, this is a nuts, ridiculous man. case that has taken so many fucking forks on the road that everyone yeah. involved has fucked this case beyond recognition. Yep, 100%. It's really upsetting. It's really upsetting. Yeah. But yeah, what do you, like, what do you it, think? Like, Man, it's just, it's definitely that. So I think that uh, probably for a lot of people, myself included, like the serial podcast you know back in the dizzy like really kind of opened the door for like just how fucked up 
the American criminal criminal justice system can be. Yeah. And since then, like, you know, we've, we've seen a lot more stories be covered and this is, you know, I hate to say just another one of those because obviously for the victims and stuff, it's not just another case, but like if, you know, for us and especially being this far removed from the time period, uh, it kind of is. And it's just like, man, how, how messed up is it? Really, you know, like just fucking I'm thinking I have all these stories, the, the the police, the criminal justice system. Like I have all these fucking cases and stories running through my head, like the fucking uh, was how to make a murderer that was on Netflix and like just like all these other things and just like how, you know, the police system and the, the criminal justice system is just so fucked in our country. And like I'm not here to like be anti-America because obviously it's probably and I'm sure is even more fucked in some other cultures, but like it's so broken. And for us to ever pretend that it's not broken, is just a fucking lie. Well, yeah, other places are definitely broken, but it's not to take away from the fact that our system is right, destroyed. Exactly. And that's, exactly. I think and that's I, a point that people miss very often. It's like, Oh, well, you know, it could be worse, but it's like, yeah, that, do you really think anything is ever going to get solved if we keep saying, like, oh, we could be this, we could be that? It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, we have to strive to be our own thing. Otherwise, we're fucking right. backwards and we're caught up in a bunch of bullshit forever. We're just in this endless cycle exactly. of pure and utter bullshit where shit like exactly. this is allowed to happen. Yep, yep. Man, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's. I can't imagine a world where someone goes to jail for the charges that Eubanks went to jail for and then gets to go on a fucking field trip to a mall. And that's what it is. It's like, a kindergarten field what, trip. Just what the fuck? Not even kindergarten, though. It's like a fucking high school field trip, because just let them go. Like, hey, we'll be back to pick you up in an hour. Like, what the fuck? This is a this is a rape murder trip. That's what it is. They were like, here's Ugh. your go-ahead. Do whatever you want. It's just nuts, man. It's just nuts. And I I can't I can't believe that that happened. Uh, I'm 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 sad. <laughs> I can't believe that happened, and I can't believe that it was just unnoticed after. Yeah. Or uncared about. It wasn't unnoticed. Right, right. Yeah. And and so, yeah, it's just, it is fucked up. I think, like, where is Eubanks now? Uh, I I, I have to believe that he has died. I feel like he's kind of alive just sitting in a house on a rocking chair. And he might be. He very well could be. And I, I just... Because it is true, like, you would think someone would have given it up, like, if he was dead. Yeah, that like, is a good point that, that they made dead. in the show. And, like, someone would have just been like, guys, like, fucking, this is my uncle, I loved him, even though he fucking raped a bunch of women, like, he's dead, leave him alone. Like, and that never happened, so. Yeah. And you know what, in a few years, that's probably going to come out, and then I'm going to be like, ah, oh, shit, yep, he was alive. Right. And you guys were chasing Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> he's alive in a fucking old folks home in fucking Florida, like just living out his last few months. Like he probably legitimately thinks his name is Victor. It's at this point. Right. Or Pete. <laughs> yeah. Or Pete. He's just like, yeah, I'm Victor <laughs> Pete. It's just like, yeah, I'm uncle Pete. Fucking, uh, failure of the justice system. Um, so I bad. S- there's one little silver lining to this case, not a silver lining, but, it's actually also just fucked up, but I guess it gets a little better. Mary Ellen Diener's plot point was not marked, but the cemetery worker, uh, Pam Bouts, made sure that her burial oh. ground was marked with her name so that she could always be found. And, you know, that's yeah, that's good. At least she has something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was that was a pretty crazy part of the story, too. So, um, you know, some closure for the family and stuff. I think that's important. Yeah. And since Lester is possibly still out there in an old folks home, if any of you 80 year olds are listening to this, uh, <laughs> I want to read off a description of his looks. But obviously these features describe uh, tons of people. So I do suggest heading yeah. over to the Instagram at Horse Soup to see like the updated pictures of what he might look like today and what he looked like in the past and whatnot. But he is a black man. He is five feet, 11 inches tall about his hair is black. His eyes are brown. Weight 175 pounds. Uh, he doesn't seem to have any tattoos, but he does have a large scar burn on his upper right arm, like a really big old fleshy wound. So I do suggest looking at the pictures. They do have some pretty good, uh, pretty good renditions of what he might look like today. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's about the end of this case. Um, f- fuck ABC News. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that? I'm saying it. I don't yeah. Care. They're not, they're not going to offer you a job anytime soon, right? No, I don't think so. And <laughs> if they did, I would say, fuck ABC News. <laughs> uh, well, James, thanks for coming on the case. You're uh, you're really fun to talk about a uh, true crime with. <laughs> no, thanks. I can just keep saying, hey, that's really fucked up over and over and over again. It, you know? it works. That's what people like to hear. <laughs> that's really uh, that's how you do these things. Yep. You just say, oh, God, oh, oh, shit. Fuck that guy. You kidding me? Lester, you blanks. (laughs) Lester shoots blanks. That's what Uh, I call him. Don't. Is that how we do this? No. (laughs) Bye. Oh, wait, you can find us on uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash horsesoup. You can find us on uh, our website at horsesoupsucks.com. You can find me on Letterboxd at uh, Horse Soup Caleb. And uh, other stuff, Horse Soup. It's the internet. Find me. <laughs>